0: If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444 In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today, I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in, so we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby.
1: I'm Lisa Collins and welcome to today's teaching of real Christianity with your teacher Mosley Collins each week we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless to live a life of real Christianity and now I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband Mosley Collins
0: thank you darling welcome to today's program And today I would like to talk to you about Christmas But before I do, let me tell you what an honor it is to be able to meet with you over the magic of radio and share with you the incomparable Word of God, Christmas. What comes to your mind when I say that word? A Christmas tree with lights and gifts underneath? Christmas is a time of giving gifts and receiving gifts. And there have been some pretty amazing gifts given at Christmas and at other times in the Bible. For example, the wise men gave the Christ child gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We traditionally say there were three wise men, but that's just because there were three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But the Bible does not tell us how many wise men were actually there. In the Old Testament, before there was Christmas, the Queen of Sheba brought gifts to King Solomon. The Bible says that she brought him gifts of spices precious stones, and 120 talents of pure gold. In today's value, a talent of gold would be worth about a million dollars. So she brought him a gift of gold worth $120 million. Now, that's a pretty good gift. But there is a better gift recorded in the Bible. The most amazing gift, the best ever gift, was given by god the father on christmas day 2008 years ago and here's what the bible says about that gift in john 3:16 and 17 god loved the people of the world so much that he gave his only begotten son jesus that whoever believes in him adheres to him trusts fully in him and in him only should not perish but instead have eternal life. The Bible continues, God did not send his Son into our world to condemn the world, no, but that the world through him might be saved. That was the greatest gift that has ever been given or will ever be given, the gift God gave, the one we celebrate on Christmas Day. Thank God that God the Father gave Jesus, and thank God that Jesus was willing to come. Think about that for a moment because that is the most important realization we can have, especially at this time of the year. Suppose God had not given to you, to me, to all of us, the gift of His Son, Jesus. Would it have made a difference? And if so, what difference at this time of year? We could still celebrate, but instead of calling this Christmas, which is literally Christ mass. We would call this time of year winter break or winter solstice, or perhaps the holidays. But the word holidays is derived from the phrase holy days. And there would not be anything holy about this time without Jesus. So we really couldn't call it the holidays. We could still give each other gifts and merchants could still encourage us to buy things to give to each other. But there would be no great and eternal gift from God, no gift from us to us from God of His Son Jesus. If God had not given to us His gift of Jesus, we could still decorate our houses and lawns this time of year. We could display, oh, Frosty the Snowman, Santa, reindeers bears and such. But we couldn't have a nativity scene with Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the baby Jesus. No, we couldn't have that because if God had not given us Jesus, that nativity scene would never have happened. And I'm just wondering, what's displayed at your house or apartment this time of year? Are you displaying a snowman or a Santa Claus or reindeer Frosty, things like that? Or are you honoring and displaying the birth of Christ? From what you display at your house, could a passerby tell that Jesus' birth is important to you? If God, 2,008 years ago, had not given to us his gift of Jesus, we could still prepare and save for the future, but it would be a short future, a few years, and then death and the grave. Because, if God had not given us Jesus, we would not have eternal and everlasting life. Jesus brought eternal life to all who believe in him, adhere to him, trust in him and in him only. Eternal life cannot be found anywhere else. The Virgin Mary and the other saints can't give eternal life. They don't have that power. The Pope and all other religious leaders... Mohammed, the gods of Hinduism, all the philosophies of the world, all the other religions of the world, none can give eternal life. Only Jesus has that power. So I sometimes wonder why we give such prominence in our decorations and displays in front of our houses at Christmas time to Santa Claus, to Frosty the Snowman, to bears and tin soldiers, and to reindeers. I wonder why we decorate our yards and homes with them instead of the birth of Jesus. And I wonder if we should rethink what we display in our yards at Christmas. And so the greatest gift ever given was when God gave his son. And here's what the Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages sin pays is death, but the gift God gave is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came to explain and to make clear and to give eternal and everlasting life to all who would receive him. The phrase eternal life appears 31 times in the Bible. Now, how many of those 31 times do you think are found in the Old Testament before Jesus came on Christmas Day? 2008 years ago. How many times in the Old Testament before the birth of Christ does the Bible use the phrase eternal life? Ten times? No. Eight times? No. Five? No. Three? No. At least once? No. Not one time does the phrase eternal life appear in the Old Testament. Well how about the phrase everlasting life? It appears 14 times in the whole Bible How many times do you think the phrase everlasting life was found in the Old Testament before Jesus came? Five times? Nope. Four times? No. Twice? No. Once? No. Not even one time does the phrase everlasting life appear in the Old Testament. Now, that's the change. That's the good news that Jesus brought to light when God the Father gave him as the best Christmas gift ever given. Now, it's true that the concept of life after death can be found in the Old Testament if you search carefully, but it was less than clear until Jesus came and proclaimed it. Here are some of the things Jesus said about eternal and everlasting life. In John 10, verses 27 through 28, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. And in John 5, verses 21, Jesus said this, For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son of God gives life to whom he will. And in John chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, Let me stop there. When Jesus starts off a phrase, most assuredly, I, Jesus, the Son of God, say to you, that's a phrase you want to listen to. So let me start over. Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but is passed from death into life. And in John six forty seven, Jesus said, most assuredly, I tell you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. And in 1 John 5:11, we read the following, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So when we think about gifts, we should remember the greatest gift ever given, which is Jesus Christ, and through him, eternal life. When God gave the gift of Jesus Christ, he did it in a way that he hoped would send a message to us. For he did it in the utmost humility. The Bible says in James 4.6, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We as a people are tempted to be proud, tempted to be filled with pride over what we own and what we do and where we live. But this is not how Jesus came into the world. He came in poverty because that's the way God wanted it. Now, if I had been in charge of the amazing birth of Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, I would have done it differently. I would have had him born in a palace, or at least in a nice, very nice big house. But God didn't want it that way. He wanted to tell you and I something by the way he brought Jesus into the world. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. There was no room at the inn, and so he was born outside, and he was laid in a manger. Think about that. Mary gave birth to her firstborn child and laid him in a manger. Well, what's a manger? A manger is a feeding trough used for cattle and sheep and horses. Let's take a break, and we'll talk more about this amazing gift.
1: I HOPE YOU ARE ENJOYING OUR TEACHING ON REAL CHRISTIANITY. IF YOU HAVE QUESTIONS CONCERNING TODAY'S TOPIC, OR YOU WOULD LIKE TO RECEIVE A FREE COPY OF TODAY'S MESSAGE ON CD, JUST CALL US AT 916-444-4444. THAT'S 916-ALL-FOURS. OR YOU CAN VISIT OUR WEBSITE AT WWW.MYREALCHRISTIANITY.COM That's myrealchristianity.com. On the website, you will find a list of all our past programs. You can choose whatever is helpful to you. Programs like How to Lead Someone to Christ, How to Start Your Day with God, The Lord's Prayer, Faith, and Seven Things God Loves to Hear You Say. Now, let's get back to today's teaching.
0: Thank you, darling. We've been talking about the gift God gave to us Christmas Day 2008 years ago. It is the greatest gift that has ever been given. And when we realize that God gave this gift to us, it's only right that we consider giving a God, giving to God a gift in return. Don't you feel like this is the right thing to do? But what can we give to God? Talk about the guy who has everything. Well, that's God for sure. In Psalms 50, we read what God said in verses 10 through 12. Every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. Not only that, but God is so powerful, so mighty. He rules over the affairs of men. He's the only true king ruling over presidents and dictators, and all forms of government. To illustrate this, we can read about a king born before Jesus was born, a very great king named Nebuchadnezzar. He ruled in Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar made the mistake of trying to exalt himself above God. And that's a bad mistake. And here's what we read in Daniel chapter four, beginning at verse 29. At the end of 12 months, King Nebuchadnezzar was walking about the royal palace of Babylon, the king spoke saying, Is not this the great Babylon that I have built for my royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? While these words were still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. They shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like an oxen, and seven years shall pass over you until you know that God, most high, rules the kingdoms of men, and he gives power to whomever he chooses. That very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me and I blessed God most high and praised and honored him who lives forever. For God's dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing he does according to his will in the army of heaven. Among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain God's hand or say to him, what have you done? Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor God, the King of heaven, and all his works are truth and his ways are justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. Like Nebuchadnezzar, we see that God is mighty over all men. He lives in a light so bright and so intense that no man can approach him. So what gift can we give to our God who is so powerful and mighty, ruling over men and the governments of men and needing, it seems, nothing? The only thing we can give to God as a meaningful gift is ourselves. There's a song I like with the following words spoken to God. Take my life and let it be consecrated unto thee. So let's consider for a moment giving our lives, fully and completely and forever, to God this Christmas as our Christmas gift to Him. Here's what we read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. Paul speaking to you and I. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a dedication of your bodies, presenting your members and faculties and mind as a living sacrifice, holy devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. Here the Bible is telling us that in light of the mercy of God and his gift to us of Jesus, our reasonable service or our reasonable gift should be a total dedication of our lives to him. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of people listening to my voice right now that God is calling to a deeper walk with him. Can you feel right now the tug of the Holy Spirit on your spirit? I believe the Spirit of God is calling to you this Christmas saying, come, take a deeper walk with me. Come, make a deeper dedication to me. Come into my joy. Make a dedication of your life fully to me. In Acts 17, verse 28, we read concerning God, in him we live and move and have our being. The problem is we easily forget this truth. We forget God created the world and everything in it. We forget God created man out of the dust and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. We forget that our life on earth is a life in the choosing place. We forget that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We forget that true wisdom is not knowing things, but knowing God, and knowing Jesus Christ, His Son, personally. This Christmas gives us an opportunity to remember God, His eternal rule over the affairs of mankind, and the gift He gave us, the greatest gift ever given. When we remember these things, we can make a decision to give God something in return for His gift to us. And the gift we can choose to give God this Christmas is ourselves, all of ourselves, our hopes and fears, the good, the bad, the things we are proud of and the things we are not so proud of. God will receive us if we give ourselves to Him as our Christmas gift. So what do you say? Will you join me this Christmas in giving yourself wholly completely to God will you if you will pray with me now dear God I give myself wholly to you take my life and let it be consecrated unto thee amen my friends let that be our let that be our simple prayer every morning when we awake this Christmas season, let's pray that prayer. Every morning, let's give our lives anew to God. That's our reasonable service. And that's what we can do this Christmas season to make it the best Christmas season ever. And dear Father, I pray for all my listeners, you bless them.
1: We here at Real Christianity hope that today's message was a blessing to you. You can get a free copy of today's teaching at 916-444-4444. That's 916, all fours. Or you can visit our website at www.myrealchristianity.com. That's myrealchristianity.com. Here is a final thought from Mosley.
0: You know, I don't want to end this broadcast without inviting you, my dear listener, to receive jesus christ as savior the bible says in john chapter one that when jesus the son of god came to earth his own received him not but as many as did receive him to all who believed in him to them he gave the power and the right to become the children of god they were born again and received the wonderful gift of eternal life if you don't know jesus as your savior but you would receive him now into your heart and life. Pray with me, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Come into my heart, be my savior, amen. If you sincerely prayed that prayer, the Bible teaches you are born again. You have Christ as your savior and you have eternal life as you follow him. If you want more help, please visit our website at myrealchristianity.com or call me at 916-ALL-FOURS. May God richly bless you, and I'll be here with you again next week.
1: Thank you for listening, and until next week, may God bless you always.
0: If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge, but in the end, It's up to you because only you can save your baby.